Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have Chris and Jordan Fisher. They're from, you're going to have to help me out with Canada, Kitchener. Oh, yeah, Kitchener, Waterloo. Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario. And they are the co-founders of Walk I Task. So why don't you go ahead, come in, introduce yourselves, and tell us how you got into uh, working on treadmills. Yeah, so uh, my name is Chris Fisher, and I'm the co-founder of Walk I Task. Uh, Jordan and I started uh, showing interest in moving our bodies more during the workday roughly five years ago. So it was right before the pandemic uh, where we had both transitioned into a job where you were now working from home. So what that really meant for us was no more walking from the parking lot, no more cooler talk, no more moving around and a lot of, um, you know, setting your alarms, you know, 10 minutes before you got to wake up, roll out of bed, (laughs) sometimes even start work from bed, you know, doing the things that are getting very, very convenient. So um, we started started realizing the negative impacts of a sedentary lifestyle fairly quickly. Um, And it wasn't even just a little bit of weight gain. It was also the negative uh, mental health impact that it was taking a toll on us as well. Um, So we were looking for solutions to uh, try to move more throughout the day and had seen the all-encompassing treadmill desk out there uh, that were available. Um, Didn't really have the funds to purchase one on our own, but had a rec center in our apartment complex that we figured we might be able to kind of uh, play MacGyver a little bit and create something that would allow us to move a little bit more throughout the day. So essentially, um, those ideas came together. We found that the solutions on the market weren't exactly what we were interested in and thought that maybe some people might be looking for something that was height adjustable and could expand and contract to fit varieties of treadmills and whatnot. So we started working on what is called walk-eye task, um, our height adjustable treadmill desk. So that's how we started. Jordan, anything else? <laughs> Not too much to add to that, but um, I'm Jordan Fisher. And uh, yeah, prior to getting into Walk I Task, what led us here, we both have a sales background. I worked in pharmaceutical sales before this and also in the staffing industry. So I have experience, you would think pharmaceutical sales, sales is personable, you're social, but it's actually quite a lonely job. <laughs> you are driving a lot during the day. So I had a bit of that, um, I'll call experience not being in that office environment already, and then transitioned to an office environment with my staffing job. Uh, so I got to really understand the pros and cons of working in an office and then also, you know, eventually working from home. So uh, I, I like to work from home. It's definitely my preference, but I definitely understand the, the pros and cons of that. So if you were watching the YouTube video, you've probably already figured it out. If you're listening, you might hear a very soft pad sound um, of uh, Jordan. She's walking very slowly on her treadmill right now um, with her desk, um, holding it up. And I said hi for a good um, camera angle here. So um, how fast are you walking right now, Jordan? Um, so right now, just for the purposes of the podcast and be aware of uh, noise and everything, I'm around a one, one and a half. Uh, typically, I'll be around a two uh, miles per hour, uh, but it just depends on the work that I'm doing and everyone, depending on their age and ability level, you know, they have to do what's comfortable for them. So I think it was maybe one of my most recent episodes with Linda Brandt, who uh, hosted the treadmill race. And we talked about that on her episode that it was coming up. And so I think we met, I must've met one of you 
both of you, maybe one of you. <laughs> yes, me. I was. Uh, I took part of the treadmill race. Uh, Jordan wasn't available that day, but that was awesome. What Linda put together it was it was pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited to kind of continue to participate and see how that grows. And it was with another one of my previous guests. I'm trying to think of um, episode 40. Help me out. Justin Higgins, episode 39. He was one of my previous um, guests as well. <laughs> so it was fun to see both of them there. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, 1 a.m. start time for me in uh, I'm Pacific time right now because we're in Arizona and we don't observe okay. daylight savings. And uh, I was kind of pulling an all-nighter that night. So I hopped wow. in. I actually had a focus mate session with Linda right before we got started. Okay. And um, we're like, are you ready? <laughs> and, <laughs> and she was going to do some meditation while she was um, walking. And then I think... I was kind of on and off a few times that night because I was literally pulling an all-nighter. I was doing a big project and it was really nice to have the accountability of some other people there. I turned my camera off sometimes, um, took a break, um, walked away, you know, actually took a nap for a little while and then came back and I got my work done that night. It was great. Wow. That is, that is awesome. And you had met Linda through Focus Mate, which Focus seems Mate, to be yeah. a, a pretty, I, I didn't know what that was until Justin had told me that that's how he and Linda had met. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of Focus Mate. Um, it sounds like it's a pretty cool uh, resource for people working from home. It is. Um, I also met Justin that way as well. Okay. So have you tried it yet? It's free no, for haven't. the, you get three free sessions a week. And then if you okay. want more than that, it's five, $5 a month, which, okay. uh, might feel like a low cost for a really awesome service, but it's um, $5 a month around the world. So depending on where you live, that may or may not be, um, you know, easy to, to attain, but the the three free sessions a a week are free, you know, awesome. So um, I actually did several of those sessions in the last 24 hours, a, a few 50 minute and a few 25 minutes. And you just basically state your intention for the hour or 50 minutes and just say, Hey, I'm working on this what you're working on and they tell you and then you're like, okay, you know, see you soon. And then you mute yourselves. So it's a really great resource. I use it mostly when I'm procrastinating on something, (laughs) but a lot of people use it as part of the daily routine. Like if they have a desk job um, or they're isolated, yeah, that's a way to, you know, have human interaction with someone else. Um, And today I was speaking with someone who was in Russia, another one who was in Germany because I was working at night. Um, and so a few people in the States, when it got earlier in the day, you know, the West coasters, um, obviously are (laughs) are East coasters are getting up and starting their day earlier than those of us on the Pacific time. So how did you meet Justin? Do you know? Um, through Twitter actually. So it's really funny. So, um, through our business Twitter account, I'm, I'm constantly trying to, you know, uh, communicate with, with people out there that are specifically interested in treadmill best. Maybe they already have it, but I'm still trying to, we're still trying to really understand this community because uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there. There's so many DIYs. Like, it's crazy. There's a, a nice pe- amount of people that have the, you know, the all-inclusive or all-encompassing desk and then something like what Walkeye Task is, but also the people that built their own for you know, years. I think there was a, a, a lady on our on um, the walk, the treadmill desk race that said she'd been doing it for like 10, 15 years or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I've wow, only... you were way ahead of the curve. <laughs> I'm so, um, a few times. 
<laughs> right. So, um, so I reached out to uh, Justin and he had made a comment about um, looking for someone to be a part of this treadmill desk if they got it together. And I'm like, well, we would love to give away a desk to someone or be, uh, you know, some kind of way promoting or be a part of it somehow. And just thinking, OK, this is probably not going to come up. This is a random tweet. And then, I don't know, less than a month later, he reached out and said, hey, are you still serious? And we're like, of course. So we jumped on a, um, a nice, probably like, I don't know, 30 minute, 40 minute call with him. We were both on our treadmill desk, just kind of talking about talking about him and Linda and what their ideas were. And, um, and then, yeah, we were finally able to experience it last month and um, looking forward to this month. But I think it's I think it's really, really cool what they're doing. It really promotes moving your body, exercise. It's so important and it's so easy to just kind of melt in your chair all day. Mm -hmm. So um, what they're doing, I feel like is going to help bring others together to say, hey, you're not alone. There's someone else out there that is finding this valuable as well to move their body. And it's such a simple, I mean, it's, we're walking, you know, so. There's another one happening on September 23rd. It is a Friday morning okay. early friday morning again it's going to be starting i think they're uh still trying to get some of the people who are say in europe or other yeah. parts of the world to be able to catch us at different times uh i'll try to get the link put into the show notes um yeah. so that people can find it but it's just the treadmill desk race um if you if you google that you might find justin and linda and their google form to get entered in um, and I feel like they just asked for a few pieces of information, like, you know, what is, and, and there wasn't a lot of verbal interaction in the actual um, Zoom. I think there were breakout session options and there were some chat feeds happening in different places. Um, but for those of us that needed to just work and put our heads down and get it done and just know that there's other people in the same boat, um, it was pretty quiet, focused environment, honestly, which was nice. I was worried that it would be distracting. <laughs> Um, I think that they popped in and said hi, like when they when Justin and, and Linda changed yeah. and then again at the end. But it was kind of a little something for everybody, which was nice. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I thought it was I think that's where maybe that focus mates experience like came into play because that was my fear, too. Is like, man, I got a lot of work to do today. Like, I want to be a part of this, but I, I don't want to interrupt. And then if I'm going to be a part of it, I want to be a part of it and participate. So I thought it was really nice that it was a chat. But like, you know, people were clearly you know, zoned into their other screen yeah. or, you know, working, which encouraged me to work more. Yeah, <laughs> um, really. For so sure. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. So let's go back to the way, way back. You guys have been together, uh, working from home for how many years now? So we started over? working from home, uh, 2017. So we were in different jobs and then uh, we started working full-time walk I task uh, 2019. So that was a transition for us. And um, it was more or less seamless because we'd already been doing it since 2017. So you worked in the same office or separate offices? Uh, yeah, so we, we've kind of done, it's been a bit of a trial and error for us. We're obviously mindful of being married as well and uh, want to uh, respect one, each, one another's spaces. So uh, what we've kind of come up with is typically we'll have a lot of tasks that we're doing together throughout the day and then different tasks that we're able to maybe do separate. We'll, you know, maybe Chris is in our office and then I'll be down here on the desk walking or on, you know, kitchen table. We just try and stay away from places like the couch or bedrooms where we know that space is for time for us together and, and not work related. Absolutely. And so do you have one or two treadmill desks? 
<laughs> just one. Yeah, we uh, we were like, you know what? We need a, a, a really wide treadmill so that we can put a really long <laughs> desk <laughs> on it so that we can both take meetings like this and be <laughs> right next to one another. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous right now watching her kind of walk. I'm like, man, I'm looking at my Apple Watch. Like, I got to get my step count up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So are you up in the office right now in a different yes. floor? Different floors. Yep. I'm up in the office um, and Jordan's in the basement working. So I'm, I'm glad the signal's working down there. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Um, I have, I have interviewed more than one married couple that have said, or, or um, a guest who also has a spouse who works from home and they okay. have often said that they work in different spaces. So it's, it's very rare. I've seen a few people build like a side-by-side desk, you know, like the, the desk to rule them all kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but if anyone has to take a phone call, that means that someone else is booted out of the room or being distracted. Exactly. Yeah. And I like, you know, sometimes we like to listen to podcasts. We've got things going on. There's usually something else going on since, since I was young. I'm not someone that likes to be in like complete silence. Like I'd rather it take me an extra additional hour of work or out of my day and be interrupted by someone, you know, coming in or talking or bringing something up or anything like that. So usually there's a little bit of music going on or something. And maybe sometimes we don't want to listen to the same music that morning. So it's nice um, that we have the office where we do have two desks set up so we can work together, Mm -hmm. Um, running a company together. We do need to be uh, conscious of that, but giving each other our own space and having your own quote unquote office where you can kind of be, you know, out of each other's hair. I think it's, it's great for work, but it's also even better for our marriage, right? Like we're, we're spending a lot of time together. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, um, my husband worked from home for the better part of the two years, um, when many people were working from home and he's been transitioning back into the office more lately, but, um, we have desks set up side by side in our bedroom because uh, okay. that's we have um, a three bedroom house with no den, no family okay. room, no office, no bonus, nothing. I mean, it's <laughs> just like bedrooms and like one little tiny living room. Um, we live in Arizona where they put some of the houses really close together and they're very efficient <laughs> in their space okay. yep. and um, maybe too efficient in some ways. <laughs> um So, but there's times like, you know, maybe for 10 or 15 minutes that, you know, we can sit side by side and get some work done. But as soon as one of us has to be in a call, then, you know, we have to separate. I actually am in our, um, our master closet, or I guess master closet isn't the right word. I'm in our primary closet. Yeah. Primary closet. That's all changed (laughs) in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's the, um, it's gutted of all clothes and it has bookshelves and cubbies and, you know, cube things in here for, cause I was teaching out of here. Um, and I actually need to transition it because I don't teach in here anymore. I, I mean, I could, but I, I could reduce the amount of storage. I would love to have a walking treadmill in here, but I'm not sure if it's long enough. Okay. I would have to be kind of a short treadmill, but I walk slow enough. I could probably accommodate that. Yeah. So now, um, your treadmill desk is not mm-hmm. an all inclusive desk. It's not like a treadmill on, um, with a desk attached. This is something that you can set on top of something. So how does someone, um, handle that? 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. So that's exactly why we we created it is that we realized that a, a lot of people have treadmills um, at home. It's the most popular, you know, home exercise equipment there ever has been. Um, but a lot of us, ourselves included, growing up, kind of turned that into like a clothes hook. It was always hanging like winter <laughs> coats or something. Right? It was never, it got used like when it got purchased for, I don't know, a month or two. And then all of a sudden it slowly got dust and it was a good place to hang things. So, um, so we wanted to try to encourage people to be able to utilize that desk. So they've already got the you know, 90% of the equipment, then they would purchase our height adjustable desk that attaches to it. And it would give them the opportunity to walk during the workday. But let's say your spouse or even yourself, maybe you like to run. So you want something a little bit more high intensive for your cardiovascular. Now you can just easily slide that right off, set it to the side and you can get your little run in um, or whoever else may live in the home as well. That's actually a really good point because a lot of the desks that are created for work from home, um, treadmill desk situations have a very low speed. They're like yes. one to four miles per hour. And that's the limit yes. where this is letting you on. Uh, are you assuming that the people that use your treadmill desk are going to use um, one a treadmill that has arms that you can set something across flat? Yes, you have yeah. to have arms for ours. Yep. And it's it's a neat little clamping uh, mechanism that we have to help make sure that it's secure to the desk as well. That was something that was extremely important to us, obviously secure um, this because, you know, it's very expensive laptops and, you know, those MacBooks and things nowadays are, you don't want those things falling off and you get some vibration, right? It, depending mm -hmm. on if you're walking at one mile per hour or two and a half, you get a little bit of vibration and throughout the day, something starts to slide. So, um, we wanted to make sure that it was going to be sturdy and secure and, um, and also that it was going to be, you know, uh, height adjustable and, and cost-effective too. So, mm -hmm. Right. I might be <laughs> a good candidate then because I just have literally a floating shelf okay. resting over the two arms of my treadmill. And then I, I have mine just, you know, right there um, on top of that floating shelf. Now I am five foot three I and I, I wonder if um, you said it's height adjustable. So does that mean that it's more, a, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking ergonomic or yeah, from an ergonomic standpoint, you're going to want your desk or laptop at certain levels. Right. Uh, and most treadmill handrails are, are fairly low. So a lot of times, you know, you're going to hunch over if you're not five foot three or, yeah. or five, you know, six foot, six foot one, you're going to hunch over a little bit and that causes neck and back strain. Absolutely. Um, so it is important to have something higher, even if it wasn't our product that someone was looking at so, so they could start um, incorporating, you know, more movement into their daily um, through their daily routine, it, it, they need to be conscious or conscientious about it being height adjustable, just so they're not actually doing more damage than they are doing good. Mm -hmm. So I actually use a laptop for everything, but I have a Logitech keyboard that is Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. Bluetooth, um, both actually. And it has the ability to flip back and forth between like my MacBook, my iPhone and iPad. Um, just with a click of a button, it has some of the um, Mac friendly keys on it. Um, and so I actually elevate my desk when I'm in my, I elevate the laptop. So it's at a good height for video. Cause that's what okay. I do a lot of. And then my keyboard is way down here. And so when I was looking at your product, I was like, that would be really much better for the camera angle um, hmm. to elevate at least the, the monitor yes. if I still needed my arms to be lower because yep. since I'm yes. short it's not comfy to like have to raise my arms either yes exactly. and we do and we do have um with our desk there is a lower platform so the great thing about that is that if you wanted to throw your keyboard underneath there you can do that and then 
put your laptop on top. Uh, it's great for storage as well. Is your product the black adjustable thing that I saw in pictures or does it include some sort of platform that goes over the handrails? So does the, the black adjustable heart, um, height adjustable thing, does it attach to something? Do you sell anything else that you put over the arms of the treadmill? So it's all in one encompassing. So the, uh, the clamps slide over the handrails of the treadmill and then the platforms are all connected. So there's a knob that's connected to the bottom platform and that's what raises the top platform to go to the height that you want it to be at. Yeah. And how many different kinds of treadmill models does this work on? Newer and older ones? So I would say most models after like the early 2000s. Unfortunately, some of the older like 1990s or super early 2000 treadmills have very, very thin handrails. Um, so our knob doesn't necessarily uh, secure to that. So there's some uh, guidelines that we needed to fit, but we fit the very, very high majority of treadmills. We get very few returns. And when they are, it's a lot of times it's, it's a few brands that are no longer in business and it's a, it's a much older, um, you know, treadmill. So we are working on um, being able to fit those treadmills and maybe some of the ones that we don't fit by creating uh, separate arms or something that would attach to our desk. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now it is all encompassing. It comes fully um, assembled. So you just take it out of the box and, and get going. So. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And then if you needed to take it off for some reason, what is the process? Does it take a few minutes? So uh, it's very, oh. <laughs> it's, it's very easy. It, uh, attaches to the handrails with a knob. So that's how it tightens. If the handrail is like this, the knob kind of comes underneath and it sits on top of the handrail. So it's very stable. To take it off, it's really easy. You just loosen the knob and then you slide it off. So okay. this was really important for us. We have a lot of customers that are also runners and that was kind of the purpose behind creating a desk for an existing tre treadmill. If you are using it to get running or jogging or anything like that, you want it to be able to uh, attach and detach really quickly and easily. Did you start the business at the same time? Did you both quit your other positions and sales at the same time? Or did you kind of ease one person into it first? Uh, great yep. question. So, yep. oh, so, um, it took a bit. It, it, <laughs> there was quite the process to making sure that this was going to be something that a lot of other people would be interested in purchasing so we could still... Um, pay our bills. So we were working, both of us were working our other jobs at the same time uh, for what, Jordan, three years, four years almost? Yeah, since three, 2017. Yeah, yeah, it's about three. So, yeah. yeah. So three to four years before we were able to make that leap. Um, and at that time, a lot of it was the design process. And then, of course, we got hit with COVID during that time as well. Um, but at the same time, COVID, it, it helped our business in the sense of a lot of people working from home now and a lot of people looking for home fitness or um, exercise equipment and things of that nature. So that kind of given us the opportunity to transition to, well, we were both going to need to be full time. I think just because, because we're an e-commerce uh, company or an e-commerce company and we're new, innovative, there's a lot of questions. So a lot of our job is spent with customer service, which is huge for us, but it's very time consuming. So you're constantly answering questions. We have a, a, a live um, a live chat on our website. And it's not a bot like most places. It's, it's Jordan and I. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hard to be able to fulfill, uh, you know, great 
customer service, have great customer service while we were still working at our other jobs. So um, once we felt comfortable, um, you know, saved up enough, felt comfortable that we could um, transition into full time and, and really go 100 percent at it, um, we did. And, and that wasn't really until, uh, you know, December of uh, last year when we went full tilt. OK, so you were still working your other positions through 2020. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, and then we were able to transition. So it was, it was, it was good. This was in the making though. We were, this was the plan. It kind of uh, had a little hiccups and speed bumps like everything else, but it did work out kind of what we were kind of envisioning to be honest. Yeah. Usually. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. Sorry, April. Yeah. I was just also going to say too, that um, we'd done some testing with some different uh, Facebook ads before we created a, a landing page so that we ran some ads to see if there was any interest uh, that made us a lot more confident to be able to move forward and, and say, okay, we're quitting our full-time jobs and, and moving over to this. Uh, we had a lot of people that were submitting their emails to be notified when we launched and uh, a lot of website traffic and a lot of interest. So that definitely made us a lot more confident to make that decision. Yeah, absolutely. So about how many hours a day do you find yourselves each spending on the actual treadmill desk? Um, I would say about an hour and a half-ish. Um, it depends on the day. There's some times where Chris and I need to work together. And so we're in the office a bit more where we're, we're standing and we'll walk around and try and pace in the office. But there are times where um, we can, you know, have kind of working on separate tasks where one of us comes down. Uh, typically part of a routine is uh, either Chris will go for a walk outside in the morning. I'll come down here and maybe handle some emails for, you know, 30, 45 minutes and we'll kind of swap, you know, throughout the day, but I'd say about an hour, hour and a half, uh, on average. Yeah. So you mentioned a live chat. So that's like a typing type of thing. Um, mm. do you also answer calls? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Video calls, phone calls, all that good stuff, which again is one of the things that made us want to move more is because when we were working our sales jobs, all emails, all phone calls. And the first thing I do whenever I get on a sales call is I stand right up, you know, and then you're all of a sudden pacing and you're in a good conversation. It's like, I'm doing all of this already. So um, it was very natural for us to be able to do most, most calls, if not all, um, we can take on our, on our treadmill desk. Now, again, if it's too loud or something like that, then we will definitely shut it off. But mm -hmm. um, we don't really run into that issue at, at all, to be honest. Yeah, I can see. Um, yeah. It depends on if, I don't know, do you use like a noise canceling headset when you're taking calls too? No. no. Like we need to invest in one. When we got your email, we were like, oh man, we really need to invest in like a better microphone setup and headphones. I'm like, I've got my <laughs> uh, Apple headphones from like, I don't know, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know that they have really a nice canceling feature. I'm holding two pairs of kind of old Logitech ones that I just used from back when I was teaching English online. And okay. I think a lot of times people, when they think of noise canceling, they think of, um, like the new Air, um, yeah. AirPods, they have yeah. a noise canceling feature for you in your ear to, to, to eliminate the noise around you. But the microphone can be noise canceling for your client. Oh. So like if you, I know you mentioned that you don't have any animals, yeah. but if you had like a dog um, barking, it wouldn't always come all the way through if they were like in the mm. next room. So that it does help cool. eliminate some of that extra noise. It's kind of nice. Okay. I mean, I'm if you're really... <laughs> I'm getting vibes that you're a big Logitech fan. 
Uh, did I mention it? I did. I, I should probably um, reach out to them and see if they want to. There's our sponsorship podcast. right there. Yes, that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, right. I do have a few things around. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll be I'll be talking to them next. So, um, but yeah, this one it was just recommended. I think it's like the Logitech H390 or something like that. Just it was you know the first thing that someone recommended when I was teaching, and because that was requirement for some of those English teaching companies. Okay. okay. So, uh, what kind of uh, computer situation can you accommodate on your treadmill desk stand? Like, are we talking just a laptop, or is there any extra monitors happening here? Yeah, just just the laptop. Um, it, so the platform is about twenty, not not about it's twenty three inches by eleven inches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's gonna fit comfortably your laptop. I wouldn't recommend really putting a desktop on it. Now, my office, I am a uh, I need my second monitor, and sometimes I wish I had a, a third. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a lot of the day that's sent, sitting <laughs> at the desk too, where you're um, where we need both monitors. But for the desk purposes, it is just I would say just for a laptop, and of course. As Jordan mentioned before, there is that second platform underneath for your keyboard and mm-hmm. mouse pad and all that good stuff as well. You know, maybe there's people that walk on a treadmill 10 hours a day, but I'm never going to be one of those people. No. So no. there are certain kinds of tasks that are easier to accomplish. Um, I can't really do like fast writing necessarily no. when I'm walking even slowly, but it is easy to, you know, listen to a webinar or respond to emails real quickly, you know, mostly reading um, yeah. as long as the, the walk isn't too bouncy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what kind of tasks you mentioned answering emails down there, anything else that you find yourself doing on the desk? Yeah. Answering emails, um, a lot of social media, uh, different customer emails and outreach. Uh, I mean, even outside of work, we like to use our desk for different, like monthly going through our finances and, you know, the not so fun stuff, uh, online shopping. So we try to not, even if it's not just work-related, um, there are other tasks that you can accomplish while, you know, walking and walking and working or, yeah. Do you find yourselves, because you're in Canada, and I don't know how cold it gets where you live, uh, but in Arizona, the hot summer is almost impossible to walk outside unless you're going at like four in the morning. Uh, So we actually usually put the treadmill into the garage during the winter. I was thinking that I'd be using it in the garage in the winter time, but then the garage got kind of full. (laughs) Um, But now that it's summer and hot, it still is here in Arizona, still hot. Um, it came back in because I'm like, I need to get back on that thing. And yeah. we pulled it out of the garage for the treadmill race. And I'm thankful we did because it was needed. It was needed. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's awesome. And your guys' temperature, do you find yourself using it year round or? Um, I definitely year round for sure. I think, hmm, I'm trying to think. That's a great question. Year round for sure. We're using it year round for sure. I'm just thinking about my morning walks. They do start to get a little less in the winter when it gets cold up here and maybe the snow hasn't been quite uh, shoveled on the walkways that we're actually going to use it uh, quite a bit more. Um, but still, I'm with you. I'm not a, a four hour a day walker on this. And even with it's our product, uh, you know, an hour and a half, two hours is great. I love it first thing in the morning. And I love it after lunch. Um, I had just eaten before I got on this or got on the call. And like, I wish I was walking right now to like walk it off before I get the itis or whatever Mm -hmm. you call it. So um, there's definitely a time for it. I know there's some, 
you know, some treadmill desk gladiators out there that, you know, they're, they're wearing through shoes. I saw, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups and it is hilarious seeing some of these pictures that people post. Hey, I think people probably overpost, but um, someone had just wore out completely a pair of shoes and they're like, oh, they're finally worn out. But granted, they were like holes in these shoes. I'm like, these shoes were worn out like last year. <laughs> they didn't like <laughs> finally get worn out. Well, and then when we were doing our treadmill race, there was a gentleman, I think he's the one that wrote the book about um, death by sitting or something like that. I'll, I should okay. look that up and get the correct. Um, if I ever interview him, I'll get it right. Uh, but it was about, um, you know, a sedentary lifestyle, how it can kill you. And he was on a treadmill desk. Was it a, no, was it, I don't think he had a treadmill desk. He was on a treadmill, but it was manual and he was basically powering oh. it with his own body. Okay. <laughs> and he was walking barefoot. This was one of the guys from, um, Europe. Okay. okay. He was barefoot okay. on a treadmill desk or on a treadmill important. on a treadmill. And, uh, but he's walking very slowly. So, but okay. I think he stays on it for the majority of the day. Oh, okay. that's impressive. That is a, a more power to you. Um, there's studies <laughs> out there that show that your life expectancy is going to grow. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. He probably wrote that book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk at all about your dynamics as far as like, socialization and just more general work from home stuff like how yeah. do you guys since you're working together and you're working from home yeah. how do you get out man that is I love that <laughs> I, I love that this is where we're going with this podcast but um it's hard uh I'm just jumping in this because I, I'm not from where we live so mm -hmm. I'm used to being very social and having lots of friends and you know maybe once twice a week you might get together to do something um, and I found it a lot harder once I moved to Canada. I just, I didn't, I also didn't put myself out there. I started working from home right away when I moved to Canada. So I didn't have, you know, the guy next to you or a girl next to you who, you know, or even a softball team that I was in before and stuff mm. like that to, um, to force you to get out there. And then of course COVID hit. And I don't know if that just gave me an excuse to, I'm, I'm starting to look at it now. I'm like COVID. Okay. I probably could do a better job at meeting people, but that didn't help the cause necessarily. So now, um, you know, I, we try to go to work out at the gym. I try to go out to the gym every single day or most days, I should say, get outside. We've got a couple of neighbors that um, are, are fairly friendly to, to get that conversation going. Um, lots of FaceTime. So again, not even getting out, but lots of uh, FaceTime on my evening walks with like friends to really just try to talk to someone that's a, it's not work related. And Jordan and I, we're communicating all day. So we both want to break from each other, <laughs> you know, as well. At least I think you do. No. You might have to edit it out. No. Um, so that's that's where most of our social uh like I don't know, our socializing goes. Jordan, she's got a, an awesome family that's not too far away. So we do see them a bit. Um, but it's hard. I find it very difficult when you're working from home, when you don't have those layup relationships where it's so easy because you see them every day, you hear about their kids, you know, little Johnny's got a soccer game and, oh, you want to go to the, you know, the baseball game today or whatever. Those are um, no longer a thing in my life. Right. I, that was kind of a surprise for me when I started working from home. Uh, first of all, after a few weeks of working from home, I realized how much I did miss that. I won't call it a walk into work. I'll call it a run because I was always late, you know, with my personality. <laughs> um, I'd park, park seven full blocks away. You know, that's where I could get free parking from okay. when I worked at Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. 
And I was like jogging, fast walking or straight on running. (laughs) And it never occurred to me how much exercise that was providing me. And then on our, on our break and at lunchtime, I would go run errands and I'd be walking into the downtown area and all around. And you have to be a lot more intentional. I think when you work from home about not only exercise, but also your social life. Absolutely. That's something we hear a lot from our customers that, they're, you know, they say when they are at the office, they're getting over 10,000 steps a day. And then now they're working from home, they're more like 2000. So they talk about that they have to almost plan time to go for walks and move their body or set a timer on their phone to every, you know, hour to go stand up and, you know, walk to the furthest bathroom in your house. You know, it sounds silly, but some of those small things really do add up. And I think we're, a lot of us are experiencing that. So planning and being intentional and resources like our walk I task desk that can help you throughout the day so it doesn't become another task that you're adding. A lot of us are very busy or you have families or kids and then it's like, okay, when am I going to exercise? If you can get more of that movement in during the day so you're not saying, hey, I got to go for an hour walk after dinner when Johnny's baseball game <laughs> is going on, then that's helpful. Well, and, and just to kind of piggyback on that too, I think April, you bring up a great point that those calories that we often burn that we don't realize we're burning. Um, at Dr. Levine is one of the like original people with the treadmill desk. He helped come up or invent the all encompassing treadmill desk 25 years ago or something like that, 30 years ago. And um, what he also coined was the term, I'm not sure if you heard of it, but called neat calories, N-E-A-T. So it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And it's easy to look up. You could maybe even throw this in your notes, but it's all about the exercise that you do when you don't realize it. So this includes like washing the dishes, raking the yard. Um, this is the reason that you, you see so many, I don't know, construction workers where they're more fit and their forearms are a bit, and it's like, it's because they're doing these tasks in their daily life and they're not, they don't necessarily count that as exercise. This is just a routine thing that they're doing. So some of those calories, yeah, we forget about those walks or runs from the parking lot to the office, um, you know, and just getting, just doing stuff, moving your body, cleaning, like those are, you're burning calories when you do these things. Um, You don't give them that credit, but they're important. So when you stop doing some of these things, they add up really, really quick. One thing I like about working from home, and it can be a negative, but it can also be a positive. It depends on how you structure your time and, and your life. But, uh, realizing that you don't automatically get all of these things while you're working uh, actually gives you more time back to do those things such as exercise and social life in an intentional way with the people that you want to (laughs) when you want to absolutely if you if you make you know a point of getting out and exercising or getting out and being with people um, at least you get to hang out with people that you want to absolutely I was curious to know if um, some of your guests, do they mention or bring up uh, how their lives changed in that regards when they started working from home or how they implement exercising or if they're taking walks or how they, I mean, it's, you're just in an office. I feel like sometimes even when I was at an office, you might not even know it rained or snowed that day or something. Oh, yeah. You're so dialed in. Um, yeah, I had no windows when I worked in the office. You know, the doctors that were surrounding us had the windows and we were just in a dark <laughs> fluorescent light wow. <laughs> office cubicle area. Um, I think it just depends on the person. Okay. Um, some people have, let me make sure I'm getting your question right, but some people have 
enjoyed, I don't know, what, what did you ask me again? Just uh, how people are kind of functioning from a, a health and wellness perspective, like how their lives have changed now that they're not doing those walks to the, in the office. But is there, has that been something consciously that people have been thinking about at all or focused on? So when I started this podcast and my market research for the podcast and my company, I started it right after the pandemics, okay. you know, I actually had it all in motion. Um, I was going to be doing, I was literally going to be renting uh, like a WeWork kind of space, uh, a shared office co-working space just on the road. I don't think it's actually WeWork, but um, everything was shut down right like a week before I was ready to go. And so everything is a little skewed because the pandemic affected people's lives, you know, yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, but for people that, you know, already were working from home before the pandemic, that was one way that some people combated the isolation or escaped the noisy environment of their home was by going to mm. co-working spaces or coffee shops and things. Um, but they would go when they needed it. You know, not everybody yeah. needs that every day, all day, or it's not right. a good working environment for you to be, um, deeply focused, you know, it's, okay. it's hard for me to focus at a coffee shop. As far as exercise, I actually have heard a lot of people use their exercise as kind of like their commute. So mm -hmm. in the morning, instead of going in the car and driving to work, they'll go for the walk uh, around the block. Uh, and, um, I've heard of some people even like they'll walk around the block one direction for, for the beginning of the day and walk around it the other way. Actually, one of my neighbors, I think he does a walk as part of his routine. Okay. Um, I interviewed someone recently who takes a shower at the end. Um, and then she puts on her different comfy clothes. You know, she puts on dress clothes during the day. And okay. that's not me. Some people have a whole makeup routine and things, you know. Um, but as far as being intentional with getting together, people. Um, did you say that you FaceTime while you're walking? Oh, yeah. Out in public. Yes. When I'm walking around the block, FaceTiming. This non-work related. This is like mom uh -huh. and friends. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's a new one because I, you know, I hear people making a call, but you're like walking and not tripping on the sidewalk while you're video I'm, I'm not tripping. <laughs> I try to, um, so safety first, I try to keep one headphone out because okay. to be yeah. aware of my surrounding, mm -hmm. not that I live in the roughest area or anything like that, but yeah, no, I am, I, I don't know if I would recommend it unless you, you know what I mean? You like, you need to be really aware because there's been a time or two where. Again, I'm in a subdivision, so it's not like I'm going to accidentally walk out mm -hmm. in front of like the expressway. Right. But I'm like three steps away from being like, oh, hmm, could have been out in the street. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I've, I've done it as well. Um, I and I've had actually some people. It's really interesting to hear, you know, how people sometimes limit their devices and their interaction with, um, you know, the Internet or whatever as they're walking because they really want to like take in nature um, they really want to be grounded and like mm. mindful of everything. And they use that as um, like they're, I don't know, clearing their mind and preparing oh, for yeah. the daytime. And then there's other people like me who I'm like, oh no, I'm going to like multitask the heck out of this. <laughs> and and I'm, like, I'm with you there. And it's like, it's, it's very hard to like, uh, to separate the two sometimes because I don't know sometimes you're like fired up during the day and just because you're going on your walk doesn't mean you your wheels aren't like spinning and spinning but I also I'm with you where you you I mean the trees are going to start to change right and this is a good time to like make sure you're recognizing and that you're aware that like things are happening around you falls coming trees are changing you know hear a bird chirp um, my wife likes to walk in the rain every once in a while just to feel the rain on your body or skin like those are things that 
help with those senses. So I, I 100% know what you're saying from where it's like, okay, some people need to be headphones out and just be one with the world, which is amazing. <laughs> um, sometimes it's just like, you got so much stuff going on. You just- I'm okay with the variety pack. Like I'm okay yeah. with the idea that sometimes <laughs> I'm going to do this. Yeah. So what about you, Jordan? Yeah, I am. I would say I lean more towards walking outside. It's more so outside. If I'm walking outside kind of nature, I like to kind of decompress myself from work. Um, but there also is times where I know walking, I'm a lot more creative and that's also studies are proven that when you're walking, you're more creative. So it kind of depends on the mindset and when I'm walking, uh, Chris mentioned, I like to walk in the rain. Sometimes it's might be weird, but, uh, I do enjoy the rain for some reason. I find it very calming. And, uh, so I like to be out there, but, um, it's, it's a mix for sure. But, uh, I, I enjoy that. Do you two walk together? No. <laughs> we might walk at the same time it's funny that you just asked us this because we were just talking about it with um, I don't know one of our family her Jordan's family friends and we will walk out of the house and we get to the corner we live in like a little crescent and yeah it is like <laughs> split. it is like part in the Red Sea <laughs> yeah you later if we're walking the same way on other sides of the street I'm like why are you following me yeah. <laughs> so it's your long time it's your chance it to, to separate a little that's okay that's good it's healthy necessary yes. for sure I, yeah I'm with you now is Kitchener your hometown Jordan yeah I grew up in Waterloo Kitchener Waterloo it's, they're basically right next to one another so Twin cities okay yes yeah and, and so how about you and your social life because he was talking about how he's not from here um, how about you? Do you feel like you still have connections from growing up there? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, yeah, like Chris was saying, my family is definitely close and we spent a lot of time with them. Um, I played basketball growing up. So I have a, a big group of basketball friends. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them are kind of moved to different, uh, you know, locations and cities across Canada. Uh, so a lot of that catch up is more like FaceTime and uh, phone calls and stuff. But uh, the, the friends that are kind of within like Toronto, Kitchener, Waterloo area, you know, I like to see them. I, um, you know, life gets busy and I, you know, if you don't put it in calendar, you make excuses to not see people. So that's definitely something that Chris and I have talked about doing is making sure you get something in the books or else time flies and all of a sudden it's been, you know, three months that you haven't seen someone. So I have a, a really great support system, both friends and family. So definitely lucky about that. And they, you know, welcomed Chris, which is important for him. I know he sacrificed a lot coming from, from Michigan. So um, yeah, that's definitely important, definitely impacted. And I think even at this age where kind of everyone has their like friend groups already, or everyone's so busy that, meeting new people, you really have to make that a priority and effort. So that's something that Chris and I have, have to talked about and we'll, we'll kind of work on. And, um, you know, once you're out there, whether it's a gym or joining different classes or trying new things, those are new opportunities to meet people. I think just going somewhere, the same place every week where the same people often congregate, like for, um, a meeting or, a you know, a nonprofit or volunteer opportunity or whatever, um, can help you know, promote that, you know, friendship building, but for us having kids helped. Um, it seems like when you have kids, it separates you from your old friends, but it kind of helps draw in new friends. Mm -hmm. And so when we moved from state to state to state, cause we have moved a few times, okay. um, that's kind of, that kind of been the glue that kind of helped. Um, okay. but 
I see a lot of people that just talk about like joining, say, you know, a virtual meetup or even Toastmasters or something to help build the skill maybe for business, but then you start to create, you know, friendships. Okay. I like that. Awesome. Toast, Toastmasters, that, that's like a similar to, um, to Focusmate? You know, it's different, actually. Toastmasters, it has been around for decades. It's um, a speech. Um, it helps people learn how to do public speaking. And so it gives you an opportunity to listen to other people present something and you can give feedback. And it's just helping them, say, reduce some of their ums and uhs, which I am not good at doing. <laughs> I haven't been part of Toastmasters, but I know um, I, I visited it when I was in high school. Okay. And I've, I actually, one of my first interviews that I did, a guy um, kind of got his public speaking thing in there. I've, I think I've talked to a few Toastmasters people, but okay. yeah, I mean, if you're looking for, you know, not, not only just a place to build your, you know, connections, but also your skills. Yes, definitely. No, that's, that's yep. awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. All right. So what else do you guys have? Um, any quirky, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Maybe quirky is in the right word. Um, do you have any like things that you've learned along the way that, um, you, you started doing after a few years that you wish that you would have done from the beginning? Hmm. That was a great question. Uh, just like work from home related or business yeah. related or, um, I, I, I didn't go on those walks. I just started getting hip to the walking outside thing, uh, in the last like year or year and a half and really realized how much I needed to get outside again, owning a product that needs to be used inside on a treadmill, but I still am a huge proponent of like, go outside, get that fresh air, get that sunlight. Like, I think that that is extremely important. And I underestimated the power of just going on for a walk. I think I always thought you had to go for a run, to be honest. And I'm not a runner. I, I'm not, I run to the fridge. That's about it. Um, <laughs> and, but uh, just going out and going for a walk, like I have a run keepers app and I do a challenge with my mom. And um, I, that's one thing that I wish I would have done earlier. I think I would have been just a little bit ahead of the curve with um, just my health and wellness in general, instead of feeling like I'm catching up a little bit. What is RunKeepers app? Is it similar to kind of like my fitness pal and how it tracks you? Pretty much. Yeah. And it tracks your your routes where you run um, or, or, or walk. walk every day. <laughs> walk every day. Um, and then you can do little challenges where you can meet people or t- challenge people or challenge your friends. Um, and then just kind of have like, let's say our monthly challenge right now is 75 miles. Um, and we've been hitting it. And it's cool when you get a group. I think there's something about a challenge, right? You see someone else and then you're like, wait a minute, I haven't gotten on and got my steps yet. And they got, you know, they got a mile and a half in a day. I can go, you know, it takes me 30 minutes to go get a mile and a half and listen to a podcast and get outside. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely a, a big supporter of, of the Runkeeper app. Now, do you add together your treadmill miles to your Runkeeper miles? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. And my, uh, sometimes the competition doesn't like that because <laughs> they're like, how are you getting so many miles? Like, Don't you have a job? Don't you work? I'm like, yeah, I'm currently <laughs> working at my job. Well, I'm leaving you in the dust right now. I'm taking first place. <laughs> so she was walking at one, one and a half as a slow pace. What do you guys usually walk at? I would say I'm usually around two to two and a half. If I, if I'm watching something or listening to something where it's not requiring me to type as much, then, you know, I can go to two and a half, maybe three even, but typically if I'm walking and doing emails or on a zoom call or anything like that, I would say closer to the two miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. About the same for me, two, two and a half when I'm typing. And then, um, 
if I'm just watching something three, three and a half, and then ours, it's kind of neat. Our desk, um, it tilts. So if you want to put your treadmill on an incline, you can tilt the desk. So it's still flat and stable, even though it's on an incline. So you can actually walk uphill. And, um, a lot of our customers really get a kick out of that because sometimes we've, we've got, we've got, um, a pretty nice presence. And I'd say like more of the marathon runners feel where, that's more high intensity than a lot of people who are just trying to get their 10,000 steps in a day. So they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I want to do more. You know, they're asking us questions like, can they run and type? I'm like, a, not with our desk. That's a liability. B um, like, it's gotta be humanly impossible to like <laughs> run and type at the same time, but they want to do it. So, um, so we have our, our desk is designed so you could at least walk at an incline. And sometimes that's really nice to do when you're on a webinar or um, again, we're big YouTube. We watch a lot of YouTube videos. We're always constantly trying to learn something. Um, so you can throw that on an incline and walk at three miles per hour and you can actually get a salt, like more of a little, little workout in. So your desk isn't like sliding off. No, 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 no. (laughs) Definitely not. No, no. That's actually something I wouldn't have even considered. So I'm glad you thought of that. Oh, funny. All right. So I usually like to, I I go lots of different directions with my, with my questions. And I usually ask about household stuff. Um, How do you divide and conquer um, household responsibilities? Great question. (laughs) You want to take it or? Sure. Yeah. Um, I would say we're a very, I'll call more like modern um, family household, non-traditional. Chris, you know, helps with everything around the house the same way that I would. Um, It's not like just cooking or just laundry and, you know, a typical, you know, woman uh, that he helps with as well. So um, it's very balanced. We I don't know. I, it kind of just feels like if something has to be done, just one of us do it. If the garbage is full, one of us will go take it out. If uh, the dishes are in the in the sink that needs to get filled, we'll do it or we're there together and we'll both help each other. So mm-hmm. um, that will probably evolve when we have kids and things get a little bit busier. I'm sure we'll have to <laughs> be a little bit more um, intentional with who's in charge of what. But right now, I, I have to say we actually have a very good system and um we're both very helpful to one another. I don't know if Chris agrees, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, I agree. I think we're very uh, non-traditional, especially when I look at some of our our parents or friends' parents or even grandparents where it is uh, a very traditional role. And that is something that Jordan and I don't, um, we're we're not really supportive of that. So um, it's funny you bring it up because today is, today was trash day this morning and I went on my walk thinking that I was going to be able to take the trash out before the guy came this morning or whatever. And I was, but when I got back from my walk, Jordan had already taken it out. So I like, you know, we sit down for work and I'm like, Hey, I know you've taken the trash out the last probably two times gotten picked up. Like, I just don't want you to be doing that every time. Like, give me the opportunity. I just do it when I, I do it when I'm done with my walk. So like, if you're going to race me at eight o'clock in the morning and get it done, then you might beat me every single time. But I just don't want you to like, feel like I'm making you take out the trash every morning or every week. So uh, yeah, we, we divide and conquer. We're, we're a great team. We're a great team. Yeah. It sounds like us. We, um, in many ways, I think that my husband probably pulls his weight even more than I do some days. Um, cause he's really good at cooking <laughs> and oh, I'm really nice. good at eating. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's a good that reminds me as soon as I, um, hang up with y'all, I need to go 
take the trash cans back in because he he's really good at taking them out but sometimes i have to make sure to get them back in there you go i was looking at your form and it says that you typically work about 50 hours a week is that both of you are working at about 50 hours a week i mean yeah at least yes yeah at least i was gonna say that's that's a low number (laughs) i'm gonna say and if you ask me like this week we're tracking hard the the last two days have been some really late nights i mean i I know i'm talking to someone that burns the midnight oil so yeah we're um minimally and it's just it's never ending right yeah it's 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 the weekends it's the customer chats it's the Mm -hmm. you know um dealing with logistics and um we so we only uh, fulfill orders in the United States currently. Mm-hmm. We're actually in the process of launching our um, Canadian fulfillment center next month. Yay. So I know we're so stoked. Uh, we're really, really stoked. But again, that creates a lot of pieces and we're, we don't have a logistics background or anything like that. So we're, we're learning a lot of how these things work out. We're trying to build these relationships with FedEx and, you know, these companies to help get our shipping prices down. So we don't have to pass over added costs to our customers. Right. Um, you know, so there's constantly uh, a lot of that kind of going on in our daily routine for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you said fulfillment. So are you using like a drop ship option then? Uh, we have a warehouse. We built a relationship with our warehouse in Canada and, and uh, Michigan, Wayne, Michigan is where we have our uh, U.S. warehouse there. Uh, so it's not drop shipping. They, I mean, we built a relationship with them. So it's not um, like some other companies that you might be thinking of with random products everywhere. They kind of have their typical stuff. And, you know, we spoke with them and we were able to build a relationship for them to help us out as well. Cool. So you don't have physical product in your house? No, no, we don't have physical product. <laughs> and it was like—it's a, a, actually a high school relationship. Um, we were—we were really close to end up needing to do that, but a high school relationship where someone um, did logistics and warehouse, and their family had owned it. So we got really lucky because we were able to learn and also um, really be hands-on as far like. So it's three hours away, three and a half hours away, but we could constantly be in communication and FaceTime where I think where other companies, we wouldn't have had that relationship with. So it eased that a little bit. Um, we do run our returns, any returns that we have, we run out of my mom's basement in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. so uh, we've got a family business going now. Um, so she handles a lot of that. And once we start selling in Canada next month, uh, it'll be nice. We'll actually probably have things returned um, somewhere near our area as well. So Jordan and I can be, um, you know, looking at the desk to seeing if there's anything wrong, like what's going on. We, we need to constantly try to better our product. Um, you know, this is still the very beginning for us. So there's going to be changes. Um, it's, it's our baby, of course, and we don't like saying there's anything wrong with it. But we do understand that the customers are going to be the ones that tell us um, what needs to be changed or how we need to adjust or adapt to different things. So um, yeah, so we do. Yeah, we have a couple fulfillment centers and we were honestly this close to turning our basement and garage into an all out fulfillment center here in Canada. But Jordan was able to do some really great work networking um, with somebody that we could trust that we're going to um, you know, kind of give a shot for our launch and then see how that goes. From what I understand, shipping from Canada to the U.S. can be complicated. So having a, a site from each country will make that easier. Absolutely. Lower cost, um, a less of a mess on your, you know, your Shopify account, some of these different databases, they all need to kind of be coinciding, connecting. So as soon as you throw in that Canada and United States, it's like all heck breaks, breaks loose. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of things that of course we had no clue 
existed, but that are there to really have some checks and balances. So we have to, um, that's the best way for us to kind of get around some of those for simplicity. So I usually wrap things up by asking what is something that you would suggest to someone who's thinking about working from home for the first time, but with your desk, why don't you add in the component that's thinking about working from a treadmill desk for the first time? Like what are the considerations they would need to keep in mind? The first consideration I I think is, uh, is height adjustability. So that's going to be the big thing. I think that quickly when I realized that a lot of people were doing the DIY thing, um, you know, a lot of it was putting a two by four or whatever across your handrails and then people taking pictures of themselves hunched over typing. Um, and that, I mean, that's good business for your chiropractor, but it's not going to be good business for you. So I think that that's the first thing someone needs to look at if they're looking to add more steps to their daily routine via a treadmill desk and then cost, cost is a big factor. So, um, there are different products out there. You can buy a, um, you know, a a height adjustable standing desk that rises, and then you can buy like a trackpad to walk on. Um, and that could get costly. Um, you know, so you can buy, you can already have a treadmill and add us to it. Um, you can do that, or you can look at some of these bigger brands, uh, like Walkolution or something like that, where it's way more, I'd say like attractive of a product. It looks very sleek and modern and all that, but it's going to be much higher from a cost perspective. So I think you need to look at your wallet. You need to look at something height adjustable for sure. Um, I just wouldn't get, I'm going to call it suckered, but I wouldn't get suckered into um, anything that is not height adjustable because you can really hurt yourself. Especially if more than one person is trying to share at the same desk. Are you the same exactly. height? Or are um, you- <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Sorry, my wife's six foot and I'm probably 5'11 and three quarters. <laughs> oh, really? I'm 5'11. Yeah. I'm 5'10 and a half. Yes. Seriously. I've got to buy like this bit, much. You're, I think you're rounding pro- up for me. <laughs> yeah, no, there's probably once a year where we're in front of the family and it comes up and we do a side by side and not. You know, and and I usually win by like an eighth of an inch every time, but it's enough to make me, you know, pat my chest a little <laughs> bit and walk out of there. All right. But yeah, so we can keep our desk pretty much at the same height. That's awesome. When I um, interviewed, uh, actually, I don't think I, I don't know if I interviewed him for my podcast or I just talked with him for myself for an ergonomic assessment. But he said that a lot of the desks are made for people like sitting desks are made for people who are like six foot. And so the very mm. tall and the very short people <laughs> really get left out. Yep. Very, <laughs> very true. We're working actually, we've, we've had a, a return or two for folks that were closer to five foot where our baseline is pretty much, I'd say maybe what, three inches above the handrails. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was too tall for them. So we are working on a component that will actually allow you to switch our, arms around to drop it down about three inches below the handrails and we're interested to see how that how the market reacts to that especially with um children and gaming and all those things where sometimes parents you know at least my parents always wanted me outside and moving but I know it's getting more difficult with the uh the culture that is now I have a couple young uh, cousins you know 14 15 and it's just the world has just completely changed where everyone's like virtual they don't and I don't think it was just COVID. It was like before this, they were already like headset gaming, not like yeah. you don't see any balls bouncing outside. Um, so I'd be interested to know if parents would 
rather their kids just walk a little bit while they're on their games or not. And so for shorter heights, <clears throat> that might be something that's beneficial for folks, for kids. Oh man, whenever I get the treadmill out, which hopefully it'll be permanent for a while again, but we have a really tiny house, remember? <laughs> um, man, the kids are all over it. We have to, you know, set up rules for safety. You know, they can't just go to incline 10 <laughs> and start running. <laughs> um, and I mean, I suppose age and things, they'll have to put a age yes. limit or yes. some disclaimers or something on there just for legal oh, yeah. protection but all right well any final thoughts before we how can people find you yeah so people can find us we have social media so instagram at uh, uh, walk i task um our website is www.walkitask.com and as we kind of mentioned throughout the podcast, we do have a live chat. So if you want to say hi, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at info at walkitask.com. I see on the thing here that you mentioned that you might want to do a discount code. Do you want to mention that too? Um, yes, let's. You don't uh, have to. Well, no, no, that's, no, that's, that's perfect. We'll, we'll make a code. It'll be April 50. Is that okay? Or would you like anything? Yeah, that's fine. That, it says yeah. WFH50 um, oh. in the form, but whatever you want to do is Let's fine. Let's do WFH50. So discount code WFH50. Um, please, yeah, please include that so folks can get a discount. We also offer free shipping and a 21-day trial. So that way you can try it out. And if you don't like it or don't want it, you can send it back to us. Well, that's super great. So if you are five foot in, yeah, um, yeah thank you so much. Uh, any other final thoughts before we wrap up? I yeah, no, so. I've, I've got nothing. I really appreciate you, um, you know, having us on. This is awesome what you're doing. It, and it's so relevant to our times um, with so many people transitioning into, um, even if it's not a high or even if it's not 100% work from home, but some kind of hybrid work from home model. And, you know, with all the data out there that's showing people are, it seems like people are leaning towards it. People are enjoying that extra time that they get to spend with their family and friends. And um, don't get me wrong, we missed some of that cooler talk. But at the end of the day, it seems like, um, you know, I, I read an article the other day where people were taking quite a bit of a cost or sorry, pay cut so that they can work from home. And when, you know, when things are going like that, you, you, you can tell that people really enjoy being, being at home and they're willing to get paid less. I have seen women ask the question before and often it's women because you know they're often the child caregivers um people have been asked like what kind of pay cut would they be willing to take and um i think they're usually ten thousand, or or other people are like i you can't put a price on not being able to work from home so i wouldn't do it you know or well and it seems like there's more companies that are open to that concept now um I was reading another article the other day too, and it was saying that 50 between 45 to 58% of people are either full-time working from home or in some type of hybrid work model. So there's a lot more pressure getting put on these corporations to offer that. And now I understand not every job out there, you know, you, some people have to show up and, and go to work, but, um, physically, but that is really something that I think is positive and, uh, and especially for people with families and just busy lives in general, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to be able to go to your kid's game or you need to be present at home, I think jobs need to have that flexibility, especially if there is that option. Yeah. Um, I think that the flexibility and the, the ability to work from home are probably two of the best 
benefits now that you might expect. And now that we've tasted it, you know, now that everyone's had a chance to try it, they like it. <laughs> yes. Companies- the, the time you save, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say the time you save on your commutes in the morning, the, the, the money you save by not going up yeah. to lunch <laughs> so or gas as well. So there's a lot that goes into that decision. And um, I think it's better for a lot of people's mental health as well. And um, so it'll be interesting to see where this continues to go. But I think uh, that is a silver lining from COVID that it has created this very unique segment of people that are working from home now. Absolutely. I, I think I could keep talking about this all day. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually getting to record more than one episode today. So I am going to say thank you very much both to both of you, Chris and Jordan, for taking the time. It was fun getting to see you in action. Jordan, looks like you might have <laughs> yes. taken a break after a little while, right? <laughs> yes, I, I, I turned it off, but I appreciate you uh, allowing me to get some steps in and multitask. Yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, look forward to hearing more from you and walk I task and um, the updates that you're going to be putting out there. So if you're in Canada, (laughs) stay tuned. Um, All right. This has been April Malone with Chris Fisher and Jordan Fisher, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.